Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to See You Succeed. Today we have Trina Becker, our manager of fraud and disputes, to join us to talk about fraud prevention and some of the things that you can do to help protect yourself. Trina, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Can you tell us about some of the common types of fraud that we might see? One of the more common types of scams that's been going on for quite a while is a relationship scam. You know, you meet somebody online and you talk to them for quite a while. Uh, They'll string you on for quite a while to get, you know, get the trust built up and all of that. And then they'll start talking about money, you know, and they'll start asking for help or they'll start giving you reasons why, you know, they need the money. You know, by that time, you feel like you've built up enough trust that you can send them money. So they'll start asking you to wire them money or they'll ask you if you can receive in some money and then turn around and send it to them. Um, Things like that. So that that's a, a very popular scam that we've had. A fairly new scam in the last couple months is an impersonation scam. A member will get a phone call. Viridian's phone number or their financials phone number will be spoofed. So it looks like it's coming from them. They'll say they're a Viridian representative or a financial representative. And they'll ask you all kinds of personal questions. They'll ask you for your username and password. They'll ask you to verify your card number. They'll ask you for your PIN number. um, Stuff like that. And um, once you give it out there's somebody on the other end of the line that's running out and doing a withdrawal right away using your PIN number. That's a popular one. It's also the Amazon scam. They'll call you and say that they're Amazon and they'll ask you to verify some charges and they'll ask you to verify your card number and your PIN number and um, so it's the same type of thing but it's with Amazon. So um, phishing scams are another thing that's very popular right now. They'll call you up, they'll claim to be another company, They'll start asking you questions to verify your card number, stuff like that. Or they'll send you an email um, and they'll ask you to click on the link to verify your card number with them or something like that. And once you do that, then they gain access to your computer. So those are some of the big ones that we're seeing right now. A lot of scary stuff. People are getting really creative. So what are some of the things that our members can do to protect themselves from some of these things that are going on? You know, the number one thing that I would tell people that I tell people now is your financial, whether it's Viridian or anyone else, will never, ever ask you for your username and password, and they will never ask you for your PIN number. Our staff doesn't even have access to our members' PIN number, so there would be no way for them to even verify it. So if you are on the phone with someone and they start asking you for that type of information, hang up the phone. Give them nothing. Um, So that's the most important thing is just educating yourself on what the scams are and what information you should not share. Another thing, too, is two-factor authentication. You know, Viridian has two-factor authentication set up on our uh, mobile banking and online banking. One of the ways that scammers are getting money is when you share your username and password, they're getting on your home banking and they're setting up remote transfers directly out of your account to another financial. If you have two-factor authentication, we would send you a text message that tells you, hey, this is being set up. Do you want to do this? And you have to approve it. So two-factor authentication will help a lot because 
as much as the fraudsters could do, they can't duplicate what's coming into your phone. That's a really big thing that we really want to push right now is please set up that for your home banking because it's very important. Public Wi-Fi. Never sign on to your home banking in a public Wi-Fi. So if you're sitting in Starbucks and you're on their Wi-Fi, the person sitting next to you could be a fraudster and he could easily access your computer just by sitting that close to you if you're on the public Wi-Fi. So we always recommend never ever use public Wi-Fi to access your banking accounts. Don't open unknown emails. You know, if you get an email that it's not familiar to you, you didn't request anything like that, either don't open it or definitely don't click on any attachments that are in it. If it looks funny and you're like, why am I getting this? Just delete it. Also, taking your computer in, if you have if you have opened an email or you've gotten a weird phone call or you think after the fact, oh, I did give out that information, take your computer in right away, have it looked at, and have it scanned for any viruses. Because even if you change your username and password to update it to, you know, try to stop them from accessing it. If they have access to your computer, they have access to your new username and password. So that's really important to do. So those are some of the big steps that we tell people, you know, to take care of. But I I guess the number one thing from me is just be careful what information you give out. You know, don't give out that information willingly, you know, and as far as like the Amazon, why would Amazon need your username and password? Why would Amazon need your PIN number? I mean, those are just things that you should never give out to anyone. Those are those are private and those should be kept for you. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned this a little bit. Your financial will never call you and ask you for your, your personal information over the phone or via email. So obviously that's going to be a red flag. If they receive a phone call like that or it comes up in caller ID that it's Viridian. Sometimes they spoof our numbers. What should they do at that point? If you're just not sure or you're not expecting a call from Viridian or you don't know why it's calling, hang up, call us on our our actual phone number and we'll be able to tell you, no, no one from Viridian called you. No one from Viridian would have done that. So, you know, just hang up on them. You can block that number because even though it's spoofed, the real number is in the background. Yeah, just hang up and call us directly. We have members that they call us after they've done it and they're like, oh my gosh, I I I think I messed up. You know, I think I gave out my information. That's fine. Call us immediately and we could put a block down on their home banking. We can change, you know, we can have them reset their PIN. You know, we can block their card and reissue a new card. There's a lot of things we can do to help you right away in the moment. So so I know we talked a little bit about different types of fraud and one that we didn't mention, but that's been around for a long time is like credit card fraud, charges that are occurring that you didn't authorize or things like that. If members notice charges that they did not authorize, what are some of the steps they should take to correct that? We really want to encourage members, first off, to watch your accounts, you know, watch your accounts on a regular basis, whether it's your credit card accounts, your checking account, you know, with your debit card, um, just any of your accounts, you should always be aware of where you're at. Because the longer it goes, the more loss of funds there is. So same with the credit cards. So, and I would even recommend looking at it more than just once a month because a lot of damage can be done in a month, you know, with charges and and fraud and stuff. So I recommend you watch your account at least every other day, even if you just jump in for a few minutes and check it out and look at it um, just to make sure nothing looks weird. If you notice charges that 
are not yours or you don't recognize, give us a call, stop into a branch, and we will we can file a dispute on that. You know, just be sure that when you think about it, like, did I make a charge here? Is it a weird name? Sometimes business names are different with the charges that come through than what you thought you were charging. But if it's not you, um, yes, give us a call and we will file a dispute. Um, but we can do that all over the phone. If it's fraud, we will block your card and issue you another card. You will get a temporary credit given back to your account until the investigation's over. You know, if it's determined that it's not um, a disputable charge, that would be reversed off. And something that members can do when it comes to charges on their card is utilizing our card control. For anyone that's not familiar with card control, what are some of the ways that card control can help? I don't use my debit card a lot. I use my credit card a lot. So for me, I like card control because... I can shut my debit card off. So if it's in my purse, I can just shut it off until I need it. And then if I decide I'm going to need it, I can turn it on in the moment and do that. So that's really a cool feature. So if you've got cards in your purse or in your wallet that you just don't use every day, you can go ahead and shut that card off. Another thing that we're really encouraging members to do is there's a lot of alerts that you can set up through card control. Um, For like myself, say it's a purchase over 500. I want to get an alert every time a purchase over $500 hits my card, you know, and it'll send me an alert for that. So you can set up those types of alerts. You can set up all kinds of alerts to, to tell you what types of purchases are being made, how, what's the dollar amount, you know, um, stuff like that, so that you can really keep an eye on your account. Even outside of card control, we have those types of alerts in home banking. So in home banking, you can set up alerts if uh, a new remote transfer has been set up or if a withdrawal out of your account has gone out for a certain amount. So we have a lot of those types of alerts that you can set up yourself on your account. And it's just very helpful to keep track of what's going on in your account. So we really encourage members to do that as much as possible. Yep, absolutely. We have a lot of self-service tools that'll really allow you to keep tabs on your account, um, set up those alerts. So if, if you can't get in every other day and monitor what's going on, at least you have kind of that layer of protection there. Yeah, absolutely. Trina, is there anything else you'd like to share with us when it comes to fraud? Yeah, you know, just education is so important when it comes to fraud, because the fraudsters are smart. And, um, you know, they are finding new ways to infiltrate you know, your accounts. But if you keep yourself educated, I mean, really, you're you're the connection between the fraudster and your account. So again, like I can't stress enough, you know, keeping that information private, don't give it out. If you receive one of those calls, share that with your friends. You know, that's a big thing too. Or maybe you did get caught, you know, and you and you lost a little money on one of the scams. It, it can be embarrassing for people, but it's also a learning experience that you can share with other people. Because the more we get the word out that this is happening, the less people will fall for it. Um, You know, even if you weren't aware of it, but it happened to you, now you are. So maybe you can stop the next person from it happening too. Viridian, we are working on a bunch of educational things that we'll be putting out. We're putting out on social media. We're putting out on our website. Um, You know, this... Uh, podcast is is one of those. We're just trying to get the word out to people, you know, to let them know these scams are happening and how can we stop them? You know, how can we put an end to this? And, you know, because if the fraudsters aren't getting the money, they'll move on to something else. So, you know, we just need to try to figure out how can we stop it from happening. So 
education is the number one thing that will do that. And that's if we educate each other. So just share your experiences with others. Share, you know, even if you're listening to this podcast, but somebody else hasn't heard it, share it with them. Hey guys, did you know you should never give this information out? You know, so I just think that, and then when they do get one of those calls, they'll go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they did talk about this. That's really, really important. Another thing too, I just wanted to bring up skimmers. Skimmers aren't talked about as much anymore as they used to be, but they're still out there. A couple lessons for that. Before you insert your card into a gas pump, kind of wiggle the um, card reader a little bit to see if it's loose at all. If it's loose at all, don't put your card in there. Um, so that's just kind of a, it's it's funny because I have two daughters and I've been in this role a long time. So I've trained them and both of them, before they put their card in a gas pump, wiggle it. And they've even had friends say, why are you doing that, you know? And it's it really is just to make sure because nine times out of 10, a skimmer will loosen a little bit. It won't be on there as tight as a regular um, card inserter. So um, just little things like that, you know, before you put your card in something, just wiggle it. Before you put your card in an ATM machine, just wiggle that a little bit, make sure. You know, make sure all the lights are lighting up properly because um, a skimmer typically will not light up. A real card reader typically does. So just kind of look for things like that you know is it lit lit up and can I see it if I wiggle a little bit it's not loose at all so um, just little things like that to protect yourself moving down the road Great. Thank you so much, Trina. Like you said, education is key. And we want to thank you for sharing all your vast knowledge with us. We know you're passionate about the topic. And like you said, you've yeah. you've seen a lot. You've been in the role for a long time. Appreciate the time and yeah. all the great information today. Yeah. And just know we're always here for you, you know, for the members. Just call us. If you have a question about anything, just call us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being able to share this. It is a passion of mine. And it's just very, very important, you know, that we can put a stop to some of this. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time. expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listener's given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Viridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market.